always said that I could talk to a doorknob. You don't necessarily need to know your end goal. You just need to take steps forward. Hi, welcome to Dream Detour. My name is Aura Schwartz, and before I start interviewing people, I want to tell you a little bit more about my personal story and why I'm doing this. So let me take you back to the beginning. I grew up in a Chabad Orthodox home. My father was a rabbi, lovingly named Schwartzy, and my mother was a Rebetzin. Her name is Olivia, which is a very unorthodox name for an Orthodox Rebetzin, which kind of shows you the kind of family I grew up in. And my parents would do did outreach, and every Friday night we had about 60 strangers who would come to our house for Shabbat dinner. My father actually used to call it dinner with 60 strangers, just like that. And... That's what it was. There was just an array of random people who would come. We had everyone from homeless people. That is not a joke. We actually had a homeless guy from Venice Beach living in our garage for a while. And then we would have celebrities as well. They would come through and everyone in between. And it didn't really matter who you were, what your background was, how much money you made. My parents spoke to everyone equally. They listened to everyone equally. And I observed that as a child. And because we had so many people in our house, I learned to really talk to people from a young age, talk to adults. And I learned how to really listen, which was key when you're hearing people. I would watch my parents listen, not judge people where they were in life, and just kind of make them feel heard. And I think that a lot of people don't feel like they're being heard. So... Most of the people coming to the house were a bit older. They were in their probably late 20s and 30s, 40s. And the conversations weren't just regular conversations. They were deep conversations. So as a young child, I was getting into deep conversations with people and really hearing them and listening to them and talking to them on not just a surface layer, really talking to them about who they are, what they do, their heart. They felt comfortable talking to me about it, too. Um, My mom always said that I could talk to a doorknob, which I think she means that I could basically talk to anyone, (laughs) is what she was referring to. I guess from a young age, it was all there for me, what I'm doing now. I learned how to talk to people. I really learned how to listen and hear them. And I understood that in order for other people not to feel alone, we need to share that. So that was how I grew up. And now I'm going to fast forward a little bit to when I was 19, I moved to New York, decided to do makeup and went into the wild of New York. (laughs) My ability to talk to everybody and listen, I think really moved me along in my career. There was a lot of benchmarks I had set out for myself. I wanted to work with celebrities. I wanted to work in a salon and I worked in one of the most beautiful salons in the Upper East Side. I really learned how to style hair there. I wanted to work in the fashion world and I got to do all of it. I got to do Runway, which I mentioned was my favorite. I got to do magazines. I worked with some incredible models of the time. It was also exciting and also fun. The thing is, at the time, I was doing most of all these projects on spec, which is industry term for basically free. (laughs) Working for free, I either worked on spec, I worked for trade, which means I got these pictures to post and say this is the work I do, and I worked as an assistant. Um, And assistant rates aren't so good most of the time. So I wasn't really making any money. And I remember thinking, what am I going to do? But then I'd get all this influence from others who I talked to. Keep going. You're so good. You're so great. Keep doing your makeup. Keep doing it. 
And it could be that I was just surrounded by artists. Uh, that's kind of what happens when you're in that world. You surround yourself by other artists and the whole artistry is like, do the art. It doesn't matter. Live the bohemian lifestyle. Um, and it could be that I was really good and people could see my work and appreciate it. But for some reason, I just couldn't make it. The hustle was real and it was really hard to keep it going. And it was okay to cruise for a while, being that artist, living that bohemian lifestyle. We didn't need a lot. But then we moved to L.A., 2012 came along, and my son was born. And then I had a daughter three years later, and it just wasn't sustainable. And so I had to kind of figure out how to make this work. I took a pause. I wasn't a personal assistant, I had mentioned, but that wasn't working either because I, ha I had a baby at home. And I really wanted to figure out makeup was still in the back of my mind, maybe because people constantly told me keep going. Maybe it was because I felt a connection with it and I really loved it. So I was trying to figure out how do I take something that I love and transition it? Because the way I'm doing it isn't working. I had given 11 years at that time to the industry I thought I'd become big in and it didn't happen. And what I really want to talk about is at this time, what I felt emotionally. I had just these strong feelings of failure. You know, I had told everybody I was going to be a celebrity makeup artist. I had some pictures of celebrity makeup. I did runway. I did all of it. And I couldn't sustain it. I couldn't keep it going because I wasn't making enough money for a part-time job. And so I had to gather myself, find a way to detour this, which I did. And I'll talk about it in a minute. But there was constant feelings of waking up and being, I'm a failure. I'm a, this sucks. I've tried to push push myself through this. I've worked really hard and I really did. And I did everything you're supposed to do and it didn't work. And I think what was really hard, it wasn't only that it didn't work for me, is that I was watching other people succeed. I, I had an assistant who had moved on to get a bunch of celebrity clients and now does mostly red carpet and does press junkets. And to watch that is very difficult. And I didn't really talk about it with anyone besides my husband because it's not something you really share. How am I supposed to tell someone I feel like a failure? Because the only thing you'll get back is, but you're so good. And it's also that we live in this society, especially in LA, where there's just a front of success. People want to see it. They expect it. You also think, if I don't show that I'm successful, then my other clients won't want to hire me because, oh, if she can't do celebrity like she was, maybe she's not great for my wedding or my event that I have to go to. So I kind of kept those feelings inside and then, but still move forward. I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to find another way. And I did. And so what I started doing is I started doing more weddings, more bar mitzvahs, more private clients. I do a lot of private clients for stuff. And for most people, they think this isn't really a detour. You're doing makeup. And I knew I always wanted to do makeup. But celebrity and fashion makeup, I had felt there was a greater art to it, that it would feed my artist soul. And the other type of makeup is more of a service. You're, you're doing makeup for a client, for a wedding, for this. And there's, it's really what they want. It's, and most of it is glam beauty. So it didn't feel like I was going to be able to do the artistic side that I wanted to do. The transition felt a little difficult because it felt like I was kind of giving up on myself by telling everybody, oh, now I'm going to do a different kind of makeup. At the same time, 
it ended up being really an easy transition because my clients were so phenomenal. All of a sudden, I started meeting people who had parties that they had to go to and things that they had to do. And not only was I a part of it and got to be a part of their celebration, I also got to be there for them. I was a calming space, uh, an hour in this chaos of preparing this huge party where they can just sit and relax and talk to me and get beautified and feel good about themselves. And I really ended up connecting with that. And so what I discovered was that I started really loving this other side of the makeup. And every job that I got, I got to meet someone interesting and wonderful. And it felt, it just felt like I was having coffee with friends with these clients. And my clients are loyal and they're wonderful and they always call me back and they refer their friends. And so slowly I did get to build and start this new side of my business and start making some real money, which was sustainable for me and which I loved. And here's the funny thing. I had to really be okay with leaving celebrity makeup and leaving fashion makeup and starting this new side of my makeup service. And of course, once that got underway and I got comfortable in there, all of a sudden, you know, celebrity is popping back in. I just did makeup for an amazing Colombian actress named Juliet for the Star Wars premiere. And I was able to use those red carpet glowy makeup skills, which I had hidden inside of me. And so I needed to be okay with closing one dream and detouring. But then what I realized, the same way that when you hit levels of success, you need to keep going because that's the human spirit and we want to keep searching and doing and accomplishing. I feel like now I'm kind of detouring again too by creating this podcast. And the thing about detouring, which I think is really important to know, is that you don't necessarily need to know your end goal. You just need to take steps forward. I don't know what this podcast will be. I just know I have this urge to share our feelings and being vulnerable with each other. And I feel enough people out there have the same urge and feeling, which is why I've gotten all these brave people to come on and basically talk about some of the hardest parts in their lives and their failures and crawling out of that. I know this episode is about me talking about my story. Here's me talking to a doorknob again. But I have so many exciting interviews coming up for you guys. I hope you tune in. My goal is to interview 60 people the same way my parents had 60 strangers for Shabbat dinner. I want to learn from all the people I have on. And hopefully you can learn and you can feel less alone in whatever work you're doing or whatever work you want to do. And it'll encourage you to just keep yourself inspired and keep moving forward. And if you have your own detour story, I would love to hear it. Please email me at dreamdetourpodcast at gmail.com and find me on Instagram at aura.schwartz. That's A-U-R-A dot S-C-H-W-A-R-T-Z. Looking forward to hearing from you.